Well, hey, hey, family, come on in, come on in. Welcome to another day here at the Soul Talk Cafe. We are serving up a really hot topic today, so we're going to just jump right in. Come on in, hop right in the seat that you know I've been saving just for you, and let's talk. But before we begin, let me say, if this is your first time here, welcome, welcome. And if it's your turn back to be with the family, let me say welcome back. I'm so excited that you are here. My name is Sue McGee. I'm your transformational coach and friendly soul care practitioner. And we're going to have a great time here today at the cafe. So over the last couple of weeks, we have been talking about the languages of love. And this conversation is all about the way that we have learned to love usually in our childhood, the ways that we receive love and the ways that we express love. When we begin this talk on the topic, we talked about exactly what it is and what it looks like when we're talking about the languages of love and the numerous ways that we communicate it in our relationships and or our interactions with other people. Well, in week two of this discussion, we gave you the solution. When we talked about the languages of love, the barrier breaker, that's right, Jesus Christ. He came so that we could be joined back in a loving relationship with God, learn how to love ourselves, and then be able to love others, thus communicating in a loving manner. And with this formula for love in place, there is no language, I mean no language, that we've learned as children or you know, even as adults, that we cannot work through or communicate through. This week is all about me uh, sharing with you a sampling of what I mean when I talk about the languages of love from my experience and how we have learned what we have learned or, you know, really what I've learned and how I learned it. I have been sitting on this topic um, a little bit longer than I wanted to, uh, because I just wanted to make sure that it was delivered in a manner that we could all understand. Have you have, ever had something that you wanted to say, uh, but you didn't feel permission yet from the Lord to release it? That's what happened to me with this episode. So it's just been simmering until the spirit said ready. And so today it's ready. When talking about soul issues, which is what we do here at the cafe, we know that it can get a little heavy. But we know when we move with the spirit, everything that is said will be flavored with grace and mercy. And that's my intention. These talks at the table are meant to spark deeper conversations. And I've said this before, with you and you, you and our father, or you and wise counsel, because we all know that sometimes it just helps to talk to someone else. The hot topic of today is self-abandonment. This is a term that I have learned in recent years and realized that it was, it was actually what I was doing, the place from which I was communicating love or the lack thereof. If you have never heard my story, which most of you probably haven't because we're all new here at the cafe. Well, let me share a little backstory with you. 
My parents were divorced when I was 10, and I spent the majority of my growing up years with my dad. Now, I had a good life. I'm not going to complain about the life that I had. My dad was good, and I loved him, and he loved me very much. But when my mom left, even though I did not yet understand the ramifications of that, there was a void or a hole in my soul and the feeling that something was missing from my life. Although she wasn't absent 100%, she was absent in the times that I felt like I needed her the most. And this was the beginning of me learning to communicate love from what I was seeing, what I was hearing, or not hearing, and what I was feeling, which translated for me, it translated into, into abandonment and rejection. This led me on a journey, and you know I love to talk about the journey. That's my story, because it is what shapes or helps mold us into who we are. So this journey led me on a path to try to satisfy or fulfill a void that I had not yet really um, fully understood myself. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know why I felt this place of emptiness or this void, but still, I was on the journey. In the process of me trying to find satisfaction in people, places, and things, now I'm not only uh, feeling abandonment by my mom, I was beginning, without realizing it, to abandon myself. So what may have been her abandoning me or me thinking that she abandoned me at age 10, over the decades, I had started doing it to myself through the process of looking for something externally to make me feel okay. I was looking for these things to make me happy. I was looking for people to know what I needed and to supply it even if I didn't know what I needed myself. Take this for instance, have you ever been around a toddler who was upset? You try to pacify them. You clearly can't communicate what you want to communicate with them and they can't communicate with you. You try everything to comfort or settle them, but nothing seems to work. This is what the language of self-abandonment looks like. And this is what I was going through. There is a need. Yes, there was a need. I had a need to fill a void. But because I couldn't understand it myself or quite communicate it, uh, I, others couldn't know or didn't know what to supply me with. But still, I put that responsibility on them. And what happened? It left us both or us all frustrated. That's what I came to realize about myself. I was putting the responsibility of my happiness in the hands of something or someone outside of me. And many times frustration was the end result. I was looking for something again outside of me to be who or what I needed to be for myself, which led me into a spiral of depression, a whole lot of anxiety, and a, a lot of self-sabotaging. That means, you know, I was making things worse for myself. I was tearing down things for myself. 
I was completely uh, tearing my own life apart in any kind of relationship that I had with anyone else because I could not communicate my need. I just couldn't get them to understand what I needed from them because that was not their responsibility. I could not receive or appreciate what others were trying to share with me. What I was receiving from others and uh, wanted to receive from others is really what I needed to provide for myself. I could not express it in a healthy manner because I had the mindset, and this is, goes back to the self uh, the abandonment by my mom. I felt like in my mind, if your mom leaves, everyone will leave. And you know that's just not true. But with that mindset, you already enter into any kind of relationship communicating that you are not really open, you are always guarded, and you are always looking for what I say, the other shoe to drop. So can you imagine uh, wanting to be able to communicate and coexist in a manner but sabotaging it because you didn't have trust? <laughs> that was me. And a mess. It was a mess, right? But that's what self-abandonment looks like. It's an unhealthy relationship with self, an unhealthy relationship with others. And I did not have a healthy relationship with God yet because I didn't, I didn't uh, really know or understand that relationship connection. I knew God because I grew up in church. But knowing God is not the same as having a relationship. And I'm sure that we all know that. Now, you and I both know that you can't have a real relationship when communication is not in place. But hey, that is where I found myself. And it was in that one instance of seeking God, because that's what I was doing to God. I had learned that, or I knew if I needed something or if I had um, a need or wanted or just needed to talk to someone, I could always turn to God. And again, you know, that's not a true relationship. But the one there was one time that I did go to God needing something and I found what I really needed. I found Jesus. And that was the turning point in my life. That's when I began to learn that I have a responsibility to myself and for myself and the only way to do this is by turning to the one who created me so i learned in the process of just going to god to fill a need to fill a void i learned real love i learned to understand what my soul needed it was only he who could make me see that it was me abandoning me me leaving the hole me turning from place to place, from person to person, and thing to thing for fulfillment that I would never find. He says, your mom left, yes, when you were 10. But over the decades that have followed, you left yourself. You left growing. You left investing in yourself. You were seeking um outside of you and you abandoned seeking your passion and your purpose and most of all you were not seeking me not for a true relationship with me 
This is the conversation God was having with me. He said, because you were thinking that someone outside of you in a relationship could fill you with what you thought that you had lost or what you needed, you could only find that in me. No one else can make you whole. No one else can make you okay. It's only me. And it was at that point I began to understand the space. The void in me was bigger than I could possibly imagine. It was a space that only God could fill. And I finally found it. So the scripture for today is John 15 and 11. My purpose for telling you these things is so that the joy I experience will fill your heart with overflowing gladness. And that's what Jesus wanted me to realize that only he could give me a joy that could surpass anything else that I experienced in life. And we know that joy doesn't equal happiness, but joy equals peace. Joy equals calm. Joy equals a knowing and a trust that no matter what, we have someone who can always be there for us and always fill any gaps that will cause us to communicate in a way that is unloving to others and to ourselves. Jesus is the language love barrier breaker. And he tells us to communicate uh, what we what we feel. He tells us to communicate what we know in him through his word and that feeling and that communicating and that knowing should all be aligned with the word of God. And the joy that Jesus is talking about helps us learn to love each other beyond any earthly way that we could have experienced love growing up. So when are you thinking about the joy that Jesus gives us to transcend any experience, that means any way that we learn to love as children or adults that's outside of the way that we learn to love from our Father. This joy brings with it the benefits of love, which is peace, calm, and even again, if our temporary emotion is not happiness. This fullness of joy that Jesus is talking about is communicated into a language that fulfills all that we need. It is what we find in Jesus. So when talking about a language of love and communicating it from a space of self-abandonment, that was me. It was me treating myself in a way that I never, I was never designed to treat myself. And then holding others hostage. I was holding others hostage for my fulfillment and making them responsible. Um, thinking back to our focus scripture, which we talked about in week one of this series, we know that when we love God, he teaches us how to love ourselves so we can love others and we can communicate that with the kingdom language that we all can understand. And that is the real, true language of love. You know, it's never my intention here to um, downplay anyone's circumstance or situation here at the cafe. You know, how you may have learned love or how you learn to cope with or without what you had in the space of love, especially as a, as a child, I uh, never want to undermine that. 
But what I do want to do is to testify that there is someone bigger than any pain, someone who can dull any trauma and can take away any residue left by hurt. He cleans scars and he restores so, so that we can all speak a language that builds up and not tears down. So in closing or leaving, I want to say um, from the scripture, Psalm 94 and 14, and this is from the Passion Translation, for the Lord will never walk away from his cherished ones, nor would he forsake his chosen ones, those who belong to him. So Jesus will never forsake us, and he will teach us not to abandon ourselves. When we turn to him and we learn to love, we speak a language that transcends anything that we could have ever experienced. So until next time, journey on, and I hope to see you soon back here at the cafe.